Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Everybody and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we talk about all things New York Islanders and lots to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, the Islanders have their first player on the COVID list. We'll talk about that. Of course, the Islanders hosting the New Jersey Devils tonight. We'll have a full preview of what to expect, plus a couple of uh, Islanders players who are facing their former team in the Devils for the first time. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day and some moves made by the Islanders with regard to the taxi squad. So lots to get to on today's show. If there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, a question, a topic, a, a comment that you'd like to make, please feel free to email the show. The address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and tell us where you're from, we're more than happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings concerning your New York Islanders. All right, let's start with the difficult news. Uh, Josh Bailey has been placed on the COVID list for the New York Islanders. He was not at practice on Wednesday. And uh, as of this point, we do not know what his situation specifically is now. The fact that Bailey was placed on the COVID reserve list does not necessarily mean that he has COVID. We we don't know that yet. We're waiting for further word. And again, if you follow us on Twitter, we will update you. But it could mean a number of different things. For example, it could mean that he had an initial positive test and they're waiting to confirm that test. It could mean that he was exposed to somebody who had a positive test or had close contact with somebody uh, who had a positive test and therefore needs to quarantine. Uh, So there are a number of possibilities when it comes to uh, Josh Bailey. The one thing we know is that we don't know when he'll be available again. And, you know, if it's a false positive test, for example, and he tests negative Uh, He could be available for tonight's game, theoretically, possibly. Uh, If he has COVID, he may be out for quite a while. 
uh, depending on how severe a case it is, how long it affects him. And, you know, so th there is a gamut of possibilities right now as to what's going on with Josh Bailey. But at the end of the day, we certainly wish him well, hope that uh, he does not test positive for COVID and uh, that he is back on the ice as soon as possible. And look, right now, COVID is certainly an issue. The Washington Capitals, who the Islanders play twice next week, by the way, uh, they had a number of players test positive. They were fined for violating COVID protocols. So that doesn't help. Uh, we know about the Dallas Stars and, and them having to postpone games. A few other NHL games had to be postponed as a result of positive COVID tests. So, you know, without the bubble right now and with the virus spreading so much more than it was even last year when the season was disrupted, uh, it is going to be a challenge for the New York Islanders and, yes, for the National Hockey League to keep everybody healthy and get this season in. And, you know, part of the problem, quite honestly, is that a player could do everything right, follow all the protocols, and let's say his son or daughter, you know, picks up COVID at school and brings it home. Or, you know, something else happens that is just out of the player's control and they can contract the disease. So we'll keep an eye on it. Stay with us. We'll, we'll inform you as soon as we get more information. But Josh Bailey, as of right now, not on the ice uh, with the Islanders in practice. And, and again, I think that that is the wise move. Uh, given the present circumstances, and hopefully Bailey will be back with the team ASAP. Now, the Islanders did make a couple of moves also with regard to the taxi squad. Uh, and right now, uh, Kiefer Bellows was added to the taxi squad, as was Dmitro Timoshov. So now the Islanders have a full, uh, a, a full amount, six players, on the taxi squad. Uh, now, the Islanders did, by the way, activate a player from the taxi squad, and that was Oliver Wallstrom. He is now on the active roster. And if you look about it, Bellows had a very good performance in the season opener against the Rangers, played a little more than 10 minutes. And since then, his ice time has dwindled in each subsequent game. He barely had six minutes in the win over Boston on Monday. So, can't say it was a shock, and, and I think Wallstrom will probably get a chance to uh, be on the ice and get uh, a, a little more time. Now, as far as the third line is concerned, we know Michael Dalcole is close to returning. Leo Komarov may also see the ice. Wallstrom may see the ice. We still don't know if Ross Johnston will be back out there. A lot of open-ended questions right now with regard to the Islanders third line and their possibilities. The only thing we seem to know for sure is that Jean-Gabriel Pajot will center that line. And then of course, with Bailey out of the lineup, someone's got to go in and take over his spot on the second line. That will be interesting and uh, we'll see 
how the Islanders do this before tonight's game at the Coliseum with the Devils. We've got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We will take a look at the Islanders and the Devils. We'll preview the game, talk about some of the Islanders players who will be facing their former team for the first time. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to get to on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know a lot about the New York Islanders and the National Hockey League. Well, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Take your hard-earned knowledge and put it to use. Placing a wager, and when you want to place a bet on sports, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On, and you can get a 50% welcome bonus. That means if you put $100 into your account, then uh, betonline.ag will add $50 more to your account absolutely free. And there's a lot of great events coming up right now to bet on. You've got the NFC and AFC championship games this weekend. You've got the NBA. You certainly have the NHL, Islanders and Devils tonight and again on Sunday. So uh, don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. And don't forget the promo code locked on. You'll get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And hey, Islander fans, if you're looking to uh, get some great advice on placing bets on sports, check out the newest addition to the Locked On Podcast Network family of shows, Locked On Bets. Every day, they'll have some great predictions, insights, and and helpful information that'll help you make the most of your gambling experience. That's Locked On Bets. Any place you get your podcasts. Okay, time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And we've got a player who filled a lot of roles with the New York Islanders. Uh, He was a center. He was team captain. And later on, he was the Islanders head coach. I'm talking about Doug Waite. Signed as a free agent with the Islanders during the 2008-2009 season. Lasted three years with the Isles. At this point, he was already uh, close to the end of his career, and injuries did hamper him. He never played more than 53 games in a season with the Islanders. Scored 10 goals and 38 points that first year. Now, you got to remember, Waite already won a Stanley Cup with the Carolina Hurricanes back in 2006. Was captain of the Edmonton Oilers for many years. Uh, which is where uh, his career really took off. Believe it or not, uh, after attending Lake Superior State, Doug Waite uh, started off as a New York Ranger, was traded to the Oilers for Asa Tikkanen back in 1993 at the trade deadline and then really blossomed with the Oilers. But he sort of joined the Oilers just as they uh, were losing a lot of their best players, and he sort of took over and became one of those great players uh, who the Oilers tried to build around. And, you know, if you ever got a chance to interview or speak to Doug Waite, a very intelligent guy, funny, had a good sense of humor, thoroughly, you know, didn't like to use cliches, really answered your questions when you gave him, when you interviewed him, and had some great stories to tell, 
Uh, I did get to interview him for my book, Ice Wars. And, you know, he talked about uh, what it was like playing in the Rangers-Islanders rivalry from both sides. Uh, being with the Rangers back in the early 90s and then being captain of the Islanders uh, in the late 2000s. And uh, he had some interesting perspectives on it, again, all covered in the book, and a thoughtful guy. And, you know, when he took over as coach, he did not have the success that uh, he had hoped for, but it was a learning experience for him. And I know the players certainly liked Doug Waite and played hard for Doug Waite. We're going to look back at a good game that Waite had as captain of the Islanders, January 29th, 2009, at the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Islanders and Thrashers. Jan Denis, the goalie for the Islanders, Carrie Lettinen in goal for the Thrashers, and the Islanders got on the board first four goals in the first period by the Islanders, first Trent Hunter from Mark Streit and Bruno Gervais, 55 seconds into the game. Then goals by Kyle Laposo, his eighth, from Josh Bailey at 7.29. Tim Jackman from Andy Hilbert and Brandon Witt at 10.25. And then Doug Waite, his eighth, Mike Comrie and Mark Streit with the helpers at 13.17. Four nothing Islanders after one. The second period was scoreless, although Tim Jackman and Chris Thorburn of Atlanta did drop the gloves. But in the third period, Atlanta stormed back. Zach, uh, Zach Bogosian, his third from Matthew Schneider and Rich Peverly, 26 seconds in, 4-1 th- to one Islanders. Rich Peverly, his fifth from Slava Kozlov, and it's 4-2. to two. two and a half minutes later, Marty Reasoner, his eighth. Colby Armstrong and Eric Perrin with the helpers. And it's a 4-3 to three game, but Kyle Oposo gets the goal to give the Islanders back a two-goal lead. Josh Bailey and Blake Como with the helpers. And in the final minute, Ilya Kovalchuk closes out the scoring, but that was as close as the Thrashers would get. So, the Islanders, with a goal by our Islanders' birthday of the day, Doug Waite, edge the Flyer, uh, the, the Thrashers, excuse me, 5-4, to four, 33 saves by Jan Denis in this one, and Johan Hedberg relieved Carrie Lettman in between the pipes. The Islanders overall come out with a 5-4 to four win, and again, part of it is because of the strong play of our birthday of the day. Doug Waite, he turns 50 today, so happy birthday to former Islanders captain and coach Doug Waite. We have got a lot more to talk about on today's show. We've got a full preview of the Islanders-Devils game coming up tonight at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, plus uh, a couple of Islanders players who are facing the Devils for the first time after spending a lot of time as members of the Devils organization. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Guys, it's not easy getting auto parts. It can be intimidating and you never know exactly what parts the dealer that you go to has access to. But chain stores, they may have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. That's not the case with rockauto.com. Their prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. And 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. The catalog is unique and very easy to navigate and you'll quickly see all the parts that are available for your vehicle and you can choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Alright, we are back and uh, let's talk a little bit about the game between the Islanders and the Devils coming up tonight and uh, first of a home and home between these two teams and look the New Jersey Devils uh, not off to a bad start they're kind of surprising a lot of people uh, three games into the season obviously still very early but the Devils have two wins and an overtime loss they are one point ahead of the Islanders presently uh in the standings, and they are coming off of a 4-3 win over the New York Rangers on Tuesday night. And look, some players are off to a very good start. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood has played very well in goal for New Jersey. Now, not as well as Simeon Varlamov, who has yet to give up a goal this season, but Blackwood has played all three games for the Devils his save percentage, 948. The goals against average, just 1.90. And some of the younger players on the Devils starting to shine. Jack Hughes, high, high draft pick who we all knew was going to develop into something special. Six points so far in three games. He leads the Devils' Miles Wood. Three goals in three games. And he has... Four points. Now, New Jersey still struggling a bit to score goals, and that's uh, not surprising. They've scored eight goals in three games. That's 23rd in the league right now, but in three games, they've only given up five goals. Special teams hasn't been very special right now for the Devils. They are only 10% success rate right now on the power play, and only 69.2% success rate, killing penalties. So they're 23rd in the league on the power play and 25th on the the PK. So that is certainly not what you want to see. Jack Hughes centering a very talented first line with Kyle Palmieri on his right and Igor uh, Sarangovic uh, excuse me, uh, on his left. Pavel Zaka is the second-line center with Nikita Gusev and Andreas Janssen on his wings. The third-line center, a familiar veteran, Travis Zajac, Miles Wood, and Jesper Boakvist are his wingers. And Michael McLeod is the fourth-line center with Yane Kuokinen and Nathan Bastian on his wings. Ryan Murray and P.K. Subban are the top defense pair. Dmitry Kulikov and Damon Severson are the second pairing, and Ty Smith and Matt Tennyson are the third pairing. We talked about, uh, certainly in goal, Mackenzie Blackwood. He's gotten 
all of the uh, action so far. Scott Wedgwood, will we see him in either one of these games? That remains to be seen. Nico Highshire out with an injury. He is listed as day-to-day, so we have to see whether or not he is available tonight when these two teams get together. But uh, as of right now, he has yet to make an appearance in a game this season. So that's the New Jersey Devils lineup. Looks like, you know, early on, both of these teams are concentrating on defense and goals may be a little bit more difficult to come by, but Blackwood has played well and the Devils uh, really have tightened things up defensively so far this season. And I think that is the way that they are going to be successful when all is said and done. And look, they have a new head coach in Lindy Ruff. And all New York area hockey fans are familiar with Ruff. He was an assistant with the Rangers and and has been a head coach elsewhere, been successful in this league. And Ruff does emphasize defense first. So I think you're going to see a lot of strong defensive play by both teams in this game. And I would be very surprised, to say the least, if this is not a very low-scoring game. This game will mean something special, I think, for veteran defenseman Andy Green. Here is a guy who played 14 seasons with the Devils, and here's what he had to say at practice on Wednesday. First time doing this, and it's going to be strange. It's sure strange seeing a couple of those guys that obviously I have a really good relationship with. Once the puck drops and we get through our first shift, there will be hockey as usual, but for sure, it'll be my first experience going through it. It'll be a little bit different with no fans. And yeah, I think on Saturday, that will be even more of a of a different experience for uh, Green when you consider that they'll be playing in Newark. And again, no fans in the stands. The other player, of course, who had a lot of time in the Devils organization, Corey Schneider, and he may very well, uh, you know, if and when he gets the call, and I don't think Schneider will be playing, but, uh, you know, it's going to be strange for him to go against the New Jersey Devils for the first time. Schneider told uh, reporters after practice on Wednesday, it's all positive. I can't be more thankful for the Devils organization from top to bottom. And uh, look, we all know that uh, sometimes that can inspire a player. I would look for a little bit extra from uh, Andy Green tonight when the Devils and the Islanders take to the ice. One other thing I wanted to make note of, uh, you know, we talked about the power play and how they've struggled in the last two games. One thing that has been a positive uh, is that Anders Lee is getting more opportunities on the power play. And, you know, we've talked that the Islanders are hoping that Lee has a bounce back season, gets closer pro pro rata anyway to a 30 goal year this year. and. You know, last year he only had two power play goals all season. He obviously needs to get that number up. 
hasn't you know, gotten the goal yet with the extra attacker, but the fact that he's getting his chances has to bode well, and I think it's just a matter of time before Lee starts to be more productive on the power play, and that's going to be important for the New York Islanders who really need to step things up a little bit. And special teams, you know, the Devils are struggling on the PK early. The Islanders, if they can maybe take advantage of that, and get the power plays confidence going and and get on a little bit of a roll over the next two games, maybe that is one way that the Islanders can alleviate their struggles with the extra attacker. Hey, if you're looking for a league-wide perspective on the NHL, check out Locked On NHL. They've got all the inside information from all 31 teams across the league. And they've got the local experts to give you the, the story behind the story. So check out Locked On NHL wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, just like we are every weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, we'll have a full recap of tonight's game against the Devils. Plus, we will preview the Sunday evening contest that is the second half of that home-and-home matchup. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!